Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 449, great day for talk radio. Coming up the news in 11 minutes. After that, Dean Allison's going to join a shadow minister for international trade we'll drill down on whether or not canada got taken for a ride with these recently completed trade talks between the u.s and mexico or uh, we did just dandy and we've also got our panel in the next hour topics worthy of discussion right now with jennifer Keysmad, candidate to be the mayor of toronto and your calls i appreciate your patience let's see if we can take a flurry of fast ones here paul we'll start with you in etobicoke good afternoon good afternoon my question for jennifer is does she support sanctuary city toronto and if so, how does she plan on housing all these people, thousands of people migrating into the city that will need social services? Thank you. All right. Jennifer? So we need to ensure in our city that we're providing housing for everyone, and in particular, um, ensuring that that housing is good and quality housing. Uh, we right now have a situation where we have a housing affordability crisis. It's one of the main things that people talk to me about in the city, whether it's at a subway station or at a bus stop or at street festivals, people are talking about the housing crisis. And in part, that's because we have not been building affordable housing. But he asked about a sanctuary city, whether or not, uh, which implies that uh, it's a don't ask, don't tell policy with undocumented folk. And uh, yet they get uh, access to social services and housing, which has just been extended because the feds don't have any plan long range, it seems. So we have to pick up the freight here, the taxpayer in Toronto. And a lot of people are upset by that. Well, we need to make sure that if people are arriving in our city and they need housing, that they're not on the streets. That's our responsibility as human beings. Uh, We don't want to see people on the streets in, in our city. And that's why ensuring that when people do arrive, we have the supports that they need. Would you expand the shelter network? We need to ensure that the federal government is at the table and is delivering the supports that this city needs in light of immigration coming into the city and in light of refugees coming into this city. So you would expand the shelter network? We need to ensure that we have the housing that we require. And right now, we we don't have enough housing in our city overall. So with respect to the shelter system, so I've been talking more broadly about Uh affordability and ensuring that we have housing, and it does all work as an ecosystem. You know, if people in the middle can't afford housing, then they end up in in other housing that bumps other people out. So it's a whole ecosystem of housing that we need to ensure we're providing. And we know that we had a crisis last winter in very cold weather where we did not have enough housing and people ended up not having access to housing. And that's unacceptable. We're a city that needs to ensure no one is on the street, All right, let me whatever just the ask circumstances. You, Jennifer, uh, on this matter of housing, it, it uh, surfaced last night at the debate, I believe, with the black community, and uh, Toronto community housing is a real sticking point. But somebody did uh, bring up the prospect of renting to own, and uh, it implies a pride of ownership. Do you see that model as being workable at all for TCHC? 
So there's a whole variety of approaches that we need to housing. And as a suite of different options, that's a possibility. Whether it could be administered through TCHC housing, I'm not actually sure that 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 model would work. But there are other ways that we could possibly advance that model. The key point being that there's a variety of different ways that we have to be addressing the housing crisis that we see right now. And part of it is about renting, part of it is about renting to own, and part of it is about addressing the issues in our shelter system as well. Let's go back to the lines. Here's Nick in Toronto for Jennifer Keys, Matt. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, when's Faith going to be on? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Is that the only one you had? I'm sorry. Uh, you just blew your chance and you, you lined up for 20 minutes. Terry and Scarborough, your turn on the Oakley Show. Uh, thank you, John. Um, Jennifer, during the debate that uh, John moderated back on September the 25th, John Tory made a crack to you that you really didn't get an opportunity to respond to. Basically, he said to you, uh, if you were mayor, and I quote, you'd be in a constant state of war with the province. You never got a chance to respond to that. I, I would very much like to hear your response. Ah, good. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> the uh, One of the challenges that we face right now is that we don't have a normal provincial government. This is not a normal dynamic. You know, when the provincial government is... Um, threatening to invoke the notwithstanding clause over a relatively um, insignificant issue. Uh, We know we have a problem on our hands, and we know that that's just the beginning of the issue that we're going to see. We need to stand up. That's what leaders do. We need to stand up to the province and be very clear with respect to what the interests of the City of Toronto are. I'll give you an example. If the provincial government uh, wants to privatize transit, um, that's a problem for residents in this city. We actually need to be making transit more affordable and building more of it, not less. So it's essential that a mayor in the city doesn't stand up to the province sometime, but stands up to the province all the time, particularly when it's in the interest of the city to do so, and when it's in the interest of the public in this city to have a leader that will stand up and represent the interests of the city. That's uh, that's sort of how you deal with a bully. You don't pander to a bully. You don't back down. You stand up and say, hold on a minute. These are our interests, and we're not going to back down. And we just saw, uh, you know, you can debate the outcome, but that's very much what our federal government has been doing in response to what's happening south of the border with Mr. Trump and NAFTA. All right, but, you know, when you talk about a disconnect, uh, there's another question of whether or not there's enough diversity reflected on council itself uh, and there's been this intimation that this is just a bastion of white privilege. Well, you're a white person. What do you say to that? Well, I think that there is, uh, we are a very diverse city. Uh, Over 50% of the population in this city is foreign born. That's a good thing. Um, It's part of what gives our city its incredible richness, our cultural richness. And one of the challenges that we face is our political representation does not reflect that. Uh, We also have a shortage of women uh, in political office. It does not reflect the population as as well. And one of the challenges I think that we face right now is ensuring that we're providing ways to enhance our democracy so that all the voices in the city that have a role to play, that have energy and ideas and passion about our city, can access decision-making and be a part of decision and be a part of political representation. Well, term limits, term limits would maybe uh, achieve that in some small measure at least, because it'd be churn. You'd favor term limits then? 
Yeah, I actually think term limits are really interesting to look at. Um, in part, we what we see right, what happening right now with the 25-word system, it's mostly incumbents. Some of those incumbents have been there for, you know, 15, 20, 25, 25 years. They have name recognition regardless of what their track right. so record is. So their stasis, is, is base, basically, yeah, the status quo gets maintained too easily. Let me grab one or two more fast ones while I still have some time. Ken in, on the Danforth for Jennifer Keysmat. Go ahead. How are you guys doing? Great, thanks. Okay, Jennifer, uh, you're in charge of the planning department in the city of Toronto. Now, the city, the province mandated intensification on major streets. Most of the, the people that come to this country arrive in Toronto. So if you guys are going to build condos on major streets, and nobody ever tells the regular person that that's what's going to happen, um, why is it better to build LRT and not subway when you're going to be populating that area and more and more people are going to be driving cars? Well, it really depends on where you are in the city. Um, in some places of the city, uh, it is better to build subways. And in some places of the city, it's better to build LRT. It has to do with a whole bunch of different factors. One of those factors is the width of the street right-of-way. So we have a city where the right-of-ways are very different. Sometimes they're very narrow. Sometimes they're very, very wide. And it's hard to get an LRT down the center. Eglinton Crosstown is a really interesting example because part of the Eglinton Crosstown is above grade, but I think it's about 10 or 11 kilometers is actually underground. Uh, will feel like a subway. It's LRT, but it goes underground for 11 kilometers. That's that's long. Uh, and that has to do with the width of the street and what can be accommodated in the street. So this is a design question, and it's the reason why in my transit network plan, you'll see that in some areas of the city, I've recommended subways, in some areas of the city, LRT, in some areas of the city, streetcars. And we really need to look at, to your point, the kind of density in the fabric that we have in the city and the width of the street and what can be accommodated. It's, well, you know, somebody design did, question. did point out on your vision for the Gardner East teardown, uh, you had wide boulevards, but there were no cars. So I wondered if that was a telling, uh, maybe subliminal... Uh, whatever we, we'd call it, telegraphing that uh, you don't really see a vision for cars going for. We'll leave it for another time. I'm out of time, but I hope you'll promise to come back before the election so we can expand the context and maybe uh, facilitate more questions. Could we do that? Happy to do so, John. All right. Always appreciate you coming in. Jennifer Keysmat, again, candidate for the mayor of Toronto. Uh, until we talk again, I appreciate very much your coming in this afternoon.